Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Welcome into this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. Merely Bo here to guide you along the way. And on today's episode, you are going to hear from some of our coaches, including our head coach, Kevin Stefanski. And and one thing I would say that since the hire of Kevin Stefanski and his staff, not only have you gotten the utmost in professionalism, you've gotten good dudes. A lot of these guys have become great friends of the program. We get excited every time we hear from Jason Tarver, Joe Woods, or Mike Prefer, Alex Van Pelt, Chad O'Shea. Um, these are some of our favorite guys to have on the show. And, and the one thing that you feel absolutely about out is that the Cleveland Browns are going to consistently be put in the very best position to win by these coaches. This team is expertly coached, and it also feels like, especially on the defensive side of the ball, talking to Tarv, talking to Joe Woods, that they f- have all of the weapons at their disposal to run the defenses that they want to run at the very highest level. And quite frankly, I think this defense has a chance to be as good as any in the National Football League with all of the acquisitions over the last couple of years. Everything has been building towards this. And over the course of the next hour, you will hear from Jason Tarver. You will hear from Joe Woods on this program. On the offensive side of the ball, you'll hear from Alex Van Pelt. You'll hear from Chad O'Shea on the wide receiver breakdown of that room. Of course, you'll hear from Mike Prefer on the state of the special teams as well. And, of course, we will lead things off with a conversation of our head coach, Kevin Stefanski, with Z, which took place uh, just a couple of weeks ago as we were wrapping up mandatory minicamp. I can tell you that this camp went incredibly smoothly and the anticipation of putting all of this stuff together by the time we get to August is something that everyone is very, very excited to do. It is something that I think is going to come through over the course of this program here. So Kevin Stefanski is up next. That conversation with Z is coming up. You're listening to a special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily right here on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Bath Authority can give you that bathroom of your dreams, my friends. In fact, they can do it for you in about a day. They can take it a your current bath situation and give you a custom bath for a spa-like experience. It's a no-brainer. The Bath Authority makes it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is Cleveland's premier bath and shower model. They have expert factory-trained installers. Call now and you get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. You give them a call at 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. They've got the largest selection of bath projects. They're all made in the United States. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding with one phone call. Superior products with expert installers at the Bath Authority, 216-220-8399. Or go to thebathauthority.com for 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. And now here's Z's conversation with our head coach, Kevin Stefanski. Coach, three years now with the Browns, three off-seasons. The first one that was normal, mm-hmm. as it were. As you reflect back, how good was it to have this experience finally with this team? Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, I, I really did. You know, as coaches, we want to coach. <laughs> we want to be out there on the field with the guys. Uh, we want to be around them we want to teach them the systems uh and and i thought the guys did an awesome job they, they really did and and we structured it in a way where we wanted to get our work done uh, but we wanted to do it in a safe way and we wanted to compete but we wanted to compete in a safe way and and i think the coaches and the players did just a, a really really nice job of 
every single day working and having fun. And I, I think you can do both. Before we get into the work, and we'll talk about the work that you saw and you know where you're feeling with this team right now, but let's just talk about the fact that, you know, I was talking to Anthony Walker Jr., and he says this is the first time in three years, and obviously he was with the Colts for one of those, but the whole team's been in the locker room. How different has that been, and how is the chemistry? And everybody keeps talking about how this team is closer, and you're getting to see it, I'm sure, but just getting to be together. Yeah, I, I, it's so simple sounding, and I think all of us kind of went through uh, – COVID-related things in, in all of our lives and, and the sure. masks and, and sitting, you know, spacing out from people and just to walk into that locker room and seeing everybody, you know, locker to locker and, and elbow to elbow uh, and seeing people actually have share a meal together in the meal room, all these little things uh, that end up being a big thing. And I just think we, as in this building, certainly all of the other buildings and, and where we are, uh, hopefully as, as a world, uh, just being around each other and, and being able to share those uh, things with each other, which just weren't possible the last couple of years. All right, so let's get now on to the field. Because off the field, it does feel like there's a special camaraderie building amongst this team and, and a unity. And a lot of the players talked about it, and you hit on it just there. But on the field, this was a passing camp. That's what you kind of called this OTAs and the mini camp. And we got Joel back. And so you really saw everybody out there for the first time. But the focus was really on those seven-on-seven -seven periods. What did you see in those periods? Yeah, so t to that uh, point Nathan there it was a passing camp because that's how the rules are structured yeah you just you can't run the ball you can't have one-on-one -on -one drills uh, which are fun but when you don't have pads on they're prohibited uh, so we, we just want to be smart about what we do so seven on seven that is the best drill that you can get done in the, the structure I think it also fit in what we're trying to accomplish as a team we wanted to get better in the pass game on offense we want to be better at defending the pass on, on defense so we were able uh, in the course of every single one of these OTAs and minicamp to have two seven on seven periods each day and we we focused on third and fourth down and the red zone and I think for me and for us you achieve what you emphasize so we felt like all right we got to get better in the pass game offense defense we have to get better in these certain situations so let's let's just get in the red zone day one let's have a fourth down period day one uh, and stayed with that throughout so that the guys understand and and we were explicit about this here are the areas that we want to get better and here's how we're going to do it well, you talk about situational football. Those are the plays. Those are the. There's a reason third down is the money down in the NFL. There's a reason why you have, quote-unquote, a four-point play in the red zone, the difference between a touchdown and kicking a field goal. Those are the differences between winning and losing, and obviously that's probably why he chose to emphasize it. Exactly right. And not to say that first and 10 from the minus 25 isn't important. It is because th those normal downs – uh, they come up a lot. Uh, they come up the most in football. But the lever the high leverage points on that fourth and three, on that third and goal from the sixth, those are just huge plays. So the more we can work concepts as an offense and get comfortable, the more we as a defense can roll our coverages and mix coverages and move people around, uh, I think it just makes us – a more complete team. Now, having said all that, you know, it's we have a, a mile to go and, and we'll take a break here and get back for training camp and, and we'll get back to work. But we wanted early in this program to make it known where we feel like we need to get better. All right. You are out there. You're on the walkie-talkie. You're talking to your quarterbacks, talking to Sean, getting the plays in in these seven-on-sevens. But you're the head coach of this football team. Mm -hmm. Were you pleased? It felt like a very even battle and not because – one side was better, but because you had two very good sides going head-to-head -head day after day. Yeah, and that's competition. That's what I love. And, and you're right, I am calling the play into the offense, but when we make a great play on defense, that 
fires me up just the sure. same. And and there were some incredible defensive moments for us in this offseason program. I thought, you know, it, when you're having a passing camp and you're in a seven on seven drill, the advantage is to the offense. There's no Hugely. pass rush now. Obviously, we want to get the ball out. You can't hold the ball forever as a quarterback, but it's advantage. It's an advantage offense drill. And the defense has that mentality of they understand that and they still want to stop the offense. Uh, and I thought particularly that back end, a uh, bunch of those young guys had a really, really strong uh, showing. They, they were around the ball. They made plays on the ball. Uh, they were assignment sound. And I, I think it, it, it shapes up for when we get back to really double down on some of the things we're doing. And let's just talk about that D in the back end for a second. Denzel's back. You know, Greedy's back. Greg is back. A.J. Green is back. Herb Miller is back. And, of course, you insert M.J. Emerson. Then you go in your safety room. Your top three safeties from a year ago are all back. John, Grant, Ronnie, Rich LeCount back as well. The continuity there. And then in your linebacker room, you know, you look at it and you say, Awok is back. Jacob Phillips is back. J.O.K. is back. Cox back. The continuity there, it just felt like they were a well-oiled machine. To your point, it's 7-on-7. Seven seven. It's not often that you see the ball not even be able to come out at mm-hmm. times, and part of it's because of what they did back there. I bet you're happy that this is this is a back seven. You don't have to worry about come games, and, and I think it's going to prepare you pretty well for real games. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and you know, to, to that point, number one, with the, the pass rush that we hope to have and have, the ball comes out quickly versus us. People don't hold the ball very often. So it's important for us to be sticky in coverage and be covering our guys knowing that that ball's coming out. And I think the guys understand that. And, and Joe and the defensive staff are working very hard uh, to, to as we design our defense to, to you know be an attacking defense, also taking away what teams are doing. But to your first point about continuity, you know, last year, going into last year, we ha- have the same – we were for, very blessed and fortunate to have the same coaches, but we had so many new players. Yep. What – I'm excited about going into this year is you have those same coaches into year three and you have all those most of those same players going into that year three as well and I think that's where you can really take off all right I'll single a guy out because I know it's not typically your style but it, it just felt like Grant Delpit and, and I realize it's his third year but it's really like being a rookie last year going into your second year it feels like he has taken a huge leap in his ability to see the field break on the ball we saw him get his hands on the ball a couple picks uh, as well in this camp what have you seen from Grant and kind of just the way that you know that group is just working together? Yeah, really pleased with Grant's development, and, and as we all know, he kind of had that lost year. So I, you know, I count him as a rookie last year. So yep. it's almost like he's a sophomore uh, this year. So excited about the uh, the gains that he's made, both physically, mentally, uh, just his ability to play in our defense. He can play the half field. He can play the post. He can play down. Uh, brings a lot of versatility to what we're doing. But he had a really, really strong camp. And I think it starts with he, he came in in incredible shape. He's working really, really hard in the weight room. And, and that's such a big piece of this. And, and not to lose sight of that is these guys, everything we do in the meeting room is important. Everything we do in the field is important. But part of it is also work down in the weight room. And the work that these guys do uh, down there is, is vitally important to our success. All right, let's flip it over to the offensive side, and obviously a lot to be excited about there, and it starts with your quarterback, Deshaun Watson. It's one thing to go out and to trade for him. It's one thing to watch his past tape. It's another thing now to have gone through you know, the 10 OTAs, the three days of minicamp with him. What have you learned about your quarterback, and, and how is that going to allow you to operate this offense in 2022? Yeah, I think that all is a process. So when, you know, when we first meet with Deshaun, it was – 
all right, let's find out what he's comfortable with. Let's watch the tape. Let's talk ball. Uh, and then as you get through phase one and phase two, you're really in meetings and then you're on air on the practice field. And again, it's just trying this. Hey, you like this? We can also do this. It's just a, it's always constantly evolving and moving. And then as you get into these practices, now you're getting live reps. And we, with those seven on sevens that we mentioned earlier, we rep the same play over and over and over you do it from the right hash you do it from the left hash you do it out of 12 personnel you do it out of 11 personnel just so that it becomes rote memory for all of the guys but particularly the quarterback so it's quarterback so it's been important for us in this process to constantly uh, tinker evolve uh, and then eventually get to and, and hang our hat on what we feel like we will be uh, moving forward but that that is a process and, and it's it's been some incredible meetings uh, down there with, with that room it's been some really good tape uh, to watch with those guys so I think we had a lot of banked reps from this offseason that will that will carry with us into training camp when you have a guy who is an easy thrower and it just looks it, it does it, it it's an easy throw and it's quick his release time to throw to the ball being out is quick how does that change if anything for you as a play caller and what you can do conceptually yeah there, there are certain things that Deshaun does uh, in his game you mentioned with that quick release it does allow you uh, to have some uh, whether you call them RPO or quicker hitting things or quicker hitting play actions uh, a lot of times in the empty game the ball comes out can come out quick and you can also hold it uh, and have some deeper shot type mentalities but it is uh, I've been around a lot of guys that have that ability and it's it's really beneficial where you can you can put the ball in the belly of a running back and then spit it out to the other side as well. All right, just because it was a fun play and people were talking and you did it on a day when the media was there, so obviously you didn't mind people seeing it. But if I'm not mistaken, it looked like a kind of an inside fake to uh, to Chubb, and then you could have run. I think he handed it to Chubb on the play, but you could have run like almost a triple option with Deshaun and Kareem as his yeah. wing there. Is that kind of some of the fun stuff you're able to do with a quarterback who can move like that? Yeah, I mean, there's really no shortage of those type of things. Yeah. Uh, and. You know, I think once we get to playing games, we'll, we'll hone in on on what we want to be and what we want to look like and those type of things. But there's no shortage of plays in the, in the NFL in football, uh, and and that's the the difficult part when you're on the defensive side is trying to <laughs> you you can't stop everything as a as a defensive coach. You you can you're going to avoid you're going to play cover three. You're going to avoid the flats, and then you're going to say, okay, we'll rally and make the tackle. Uh, so for us offensively, the flip side of that coin is we want to be multiple enough to make ourselves difficult to defend uh, so yes there are there are some option things you can do you can do all of it there's there's no shortage so we got to hone in on the things that we want to be good at so chief gets the big deal he's the man I know you're excited about it I thought he did a nice job at the stadium uh, yesterday especially in that red zone couple of touchdown passes that's a hookup that looks like it could be a big one how do you see his role expanding now that he is kind of the guy and and in an offense where it does feel like the ball's going back to the middle of the field quite a bit and that's where he lives yeah I think you know we're, we're really fortunate to have Dave and Harrison uh, are guys that you know they both have different skill sets I mean everybody knows Dave is a big body that can run in those seams and can go elevate and, and pluck the ball uh, but I, I think what's so exciting about Dave is as a young player we've seen his game develop uh, with my time with him you know, uh, you know I, I'm not saying this is credit to me in any way it's credit to Dave and the coaches but he's developed into one of the best blocking tight ends in the game and that just doesn't happen so to see his game 
take a step in that area, I have no doubt that it can take steps in other areas. And it's a matter of, of, get, of working and, and to get it done. Uh, but I, I do think Dave, as a young player, has room to grow. Uh, and and he, he knows that, and, and I've told him that, and he feels the same way. But with him and Harrison, uh, are certainly we're excited about those guys and, and how we uh, expand our offense and, and change a little bit of what we're doing. I think Amari's been exactly what you expect him to be. Tremendous route runner, catches everything, consummate professional. But this receiver room, there's a, a lot of new faces or current faces that you need to elevate. DPJ, Schwartz, you draft David Bell. Felton's even getting some work in there with the slot. I thought Michael Wood has been kind of impressive in the way that he long strides and gets on his DBs. What have you seen from these young guys in the past game and anybody who's kind of really started to take the strides that have you very encouraged? Yeah, you know, they all did a nice job, and, and I think – really the opinion that matters the most is the quarterback room and, and they like throwing to these guys <laughs> that's that's really important so I think each one of these guys uh ha the quarterbacks trust them I think they have traits uh, you know I you, you think around the league and there, there's some great great pass receivers uh and for us we're really really excited about the room in total uh you mentioned Amari as as a guy that's been so productive uh and, and he is you know a, a, the elder statesman in a really young room but he is just a pro's pro so to watch him operate and, and he certainly has the trust of the quarterback uh but you look at all those young guys I, I really feel strongly that we have some important traits in that room and I do think they're all getting better did you tell your dad to stay away from Jacoby Brissett after the shooting display <laughs> that he put on at the Cavs facility yeah, Jacoby. Uh, so my dad was in town uh, last week, brought him down to the Hall of Fame with us so we could watch practice and, and kind of hang out with the guys. And he did talk to Jacoby. Jacoby's angling for that 10-day contract. Yeah, I bet he is. He it's a pretty good display. He tried to get the Cavs. He tried to get Kobe Altman and JB to sign him last week when we were down there at the Cavs, and now he's working on the Pistons. So he's trying, and, and I will give him credit. He does have a pretty sweet stroke. Yeah, it looked very pure, very pure. All right, real quickly, special teams, a lot of overhaul there. This is your first chance to get a look at those guys. I know we can't really do the returns and with Jakeem and the coverage, but you can get the fundamentals down. But one thing we can watch is Katie Orr kick the football. And I think the one from 50 yesterday was good from 70 with everybody screaming and hooting and hollering at him. Mm -hmm. What do you kind of make of your young kicker and just kind of the punting competition and overall teams in general? Yeah, I think Cade has done a really, really nice job uh, this spring. And every opportunity he's gotten to kick, whether it's here in a team setting or going down to the stadium as the battery of Charlie and, and the holders. Uh, I think he's done a nice job. He's going he's gonna to work really hard. Uh, I think he's a talented young kid, uh, and, and we're excited about the, the future with him. Uh, you know, he's going to miss a kick. It's, <laughs> that's, sure. that's kind of the nature of sure. that position. Um, but we're excited about where he is uh, physically and mentally. All right. Any plans for the summer? I do. I have lots of plans. I'm not going to share them with you, but uh, okay. no, no, I'm just kidding. We'll be with the family. We'll be here uh, for a couple of weeks. Kids are in about a thousand camps, so I'm, you know, driving everybody, uh, driving Miss Daisy right now, and then uh, we'll get away from here. We'll get down the shore, which is kind of our happy place uh, down in, in the Jersey Shore uh, for a couple of weeks, and then recharge that battery and get ready to go. I can see out there fist pumping and clapping. <laughs> not on that the shore. Jersey Shore. Oh, okay. No. All right. All Beautiful right. beaches. All right. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, appreciate it. What's a perfect Father's Day look like for you? You as well. Uh, perfect Father's Day. Uh, I, a nap with some golf on is probably where it where it ends. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll hang out. It's you know with my kids. Uh, it, anything you get to do with them is is a bonus. So whether it's a baseball game or going out to breakfast or going to church, whatever it is, uh, we'll make sure we're having some fun. All right, Coach. Thanks so much for the time and uh, enjoy your summer. And I know that. 
you will enjoy that, but I'm sure you can't wait to get back here and get started on this season. Yeah, we're excited about it. We'll, we'll take this break, and, and I think we've all uh, earned it, and then uh, we'll get ready to go come July. Coming up next to this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, our conversation with Jason Tarver. You're listening to CBD on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. There's lots of bad advice out there about gambling, from secret methods to picking lottery numbers to betting big when you're on a roll and the miss can lose you money and get you in a lot of trouble. So before you wager, find out what's real and what isn't at KeepItFunOhio.com. As we continue with this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, here's our conversation with Jason Tarver from May 13th about the best part about this whole building being back together and getting to work. Here's Jason Tarver. Look at this. You got to love this. We're back. We're just so back. We're so back. Everybody's and it's good. Look at this weather, Coach. Gibby, do we? Does he have a mic? We're good. Is he good? Get him in Come here. Come on in here, Coach. How you doing, man? I'm great. How are you guys? You don't even. You need don't need that, those man. headphones. That's you right. You that. don't even need them. You're great. You look oh, great. I love it. Why are you so happy today? Uh, we got get to go on the field. Yep. Get to go on the field. And First day of the guys, year. Guys, it's absolutely beautiful out. Somebody yeah. imported the weather from California, so. It is. It is very much, very much <laughs> like the home. No doubt about that. You know, we had Taki in here, what, just a couple of days ago? Is that Was it yes? No, no, yeah. It was, it was, it was Wednesday. You were off. Because I was off on Thursday. I think Segura's I, got this new thing, Coach. He took off yesterday to play golf. Yeah. Kind of, and he's, he's, he's presented a very compelling case. That taking off a random Thursday yeah. is, is maybe underrated and ought to be the play because Wednesday now feels like Friday. Wednesday you was get, like Friday night. I got a free, you got a Saturday. free Saturday in the middle of the week. That was Thursday. He works today, and now he's right. And I'm thrilled to be here too. I'm as happy as you are to be here today. Yeah. Well, we got players in the building. Well, number yeah. one, that must be nice. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was nice. He's it not was, taking days off. It was quite nice. They nice had a grinding. few in some weeks earlier, but he's he's grinding. He's getting yeah, ready. Yeah, I heard Sione called me tough as nails because yeah, no right. matter what goes on, because I got my neck going and stuff, I'm still throwing drills just as that's much. Right. As I that's what he said, right? Yeah, he he came and told me. I think he was trying to get brownie points or something. But. Yeah, no, he, he he put you over pretty big there. But how are how, how are you feeling? Are you how is the neck and how's yeah? Are you able oh, to I spin can it? still spin it. I'm incredibly accurate. I just don't have a lot of arm space. I'm like that quarterback that's really accurate, you know. But I got. I, the deep ball better get up early. Yeah. You're not throwing. You know? the, you're not throwing the, the twenty yard digs. You're just. But you're. You're accurate. You're, you're yeah, I've been rehabbing by pitching a lot of wiffle balls and baseballs to my kids. So okay, there you go. That's there how I go. made it. But I still don't have. You know, I don't have my crow hop laser that I used to have from shortstop. You know, so uh, are we <laughs> building towards that? Yeah, yeah. There's only. I've only been able to do um, lifting and throwing for a few weeks, so I'm just getting started. So yeah, I'm being real careful. Which is hard for me. Yeah. yeah. You know, I like to get in the weight room like sure. Like well, yeah. you know, who down here at the end Let's of the table. Go Thomas Jr. Down here Let's go. Get fired up. I when I see him in there, we both get all pumped yeah, up. Yeah, pumped fired up, up like, you know. Let's go. And right I can't now wait till I can't you're back though. Then we're gonna start throwing weights around. Oh yeah. Right now I can't go quite that. I gotta be cautious yeah. and careful, which is very hard for me to do. So yeah. I think we're all old <laughs> enough. I don't see any reason how there isn't a Hans and Franz spin off that you two oh, you guys. Let me, you let guys me get all the way together. back. We're on the radio get there. Yeah there is he see those golf muscles are go. you know you get that big day off he gets tan, gets his muscles. Yeah, it's right. all good. That's what happened. That's right. Really <laughs> accentuates the build, doesn't it? Was it what type of juice it get getting all the guys in here? The, the, this rookie class in here, we saw them come in on the bus. It's such a monster moment for them. Yeah, it's really neat. It's it's really really cool because they come in and they're so full of energy, especially our defensive tackle from Oklahoma, yes. as, guys, <laughs> as we all saw, and now he's famous for. Yeah. But um, their eyes are so bright. 
And it's just yeah. awesome to watch the youth, the excitement, and you know everything's new. To watch them experience things that are new and exciting is so it's so cool. Watch them interact together. Watch them interact with us. You know, see who's going to be able to continue the juice as we get to camp because it gets right. harder, That's which nice. is awesome. Um, so yeah, it's exciting to have them in the building. It, this offseason has been exciting because most of our guys have been here the entire time. So yeah. really, for us, this staff since we've been here with all the things we've been dealing with. You know, in the country, this is our first time sure. to really have a full off season with our veterans. Yeah, so it's been awesome. Like the time with Sione, that's a good example. Yeah. Or Jacob Phelps, he looks great right now, grinding, big, as strong, knock on wood, yeah. everything. He looks big great. Jeremiah's guys. moving well. Jeremiah's got a great feel for the defense right now. Um, just, just that f- the first to second off seasons really where guys can make a jump because that's when they're like, oh, I really understand this call, or I. Now I get it, Coach. I understand that when it's cover two, I get to do this or whatever it is. Yeah, I so that, love it. Yeah, I love that's it. Awok back. Yeah, he looks great too. Awok's in. Awok was in great shape last year. Now he's in even better shape. It's awesome. Yeah. And they're competing everywhere. Everywhere they go, everything they do. You, the meetings is a little like this to see who can. You know, I ask a question to the group, and they're it's like they're ready to hit the buzzer on Jeopardy. <laughs> like, yeah, but they just yell it out, and then because we don't. I mean, if you mess up at a meeting, that's when you should say what's. Then we can fix it, right? Yeah. Because then by the time you're on the field, you're aggressively speaking. Linebackers got to we're gonna make the calls, so we're aggressive when we get on the field. So I like the meetings that way, where everybody's chiming in, and then if I ever need to direct a question, I can always just go, "Hey, where do we close the defense here?" and then direct it, Tony. To a younger guy or wherever, so yeah, they all get ready. The they all get ready, but then I give them a direct question. I like you know, that. and the veterans like go, Meh. you know, because they want to be first. What I love about you is how much you just love ball. You love the process. You love coaching. You yeah, love all of that. I do. And I like I coming in here, knocking on the window, and getting myself on the radio. Let's go. <laughs> go. <I> know, <laughs> right. What is your thoughts on on Taki's? What he's doing here, the the hair. Oh, it's so first we've I, seen it. Beautiful was Wednesday. Yeah. first we've seen it. I'm excited. For yeah. one, I tell them all the time I'm jealous. I wish I could still do that. I mean, it's okay, I wish I could. I wish I could get that long hair, you know, because the long hair hanging out of your helmet when you're covering a kickoff trying to get somebody is awesome. It's awesome. Okay, so it's great, <laughs> but he's got some hair competition now. Our rookie free agent, Silas Kelly. Silas oh, yeah. You guys got to check this. This is he's. He's approaching, you know, per plus commercials. Okay, like, coast of yeah. Carolina. Okay. Yeah, you got to – He's oh, some of our rookies have some cool hair game. I will say that. All right. We'll you know. Six four two twenty nine. 229. All right. Yeah, okay. so we, we only have one uh, free agent. Now we can talk because he's yeah. signed. It's, signed signed, in, it's he, official. Yeah, signed oh in my here. So. <laughs> yeah, he's got some awesome hair. Yeah, you pulled it up. There it is. Sorry, I mean, y'all can't a, Sorry, y'all can't see this. I but. mean, it's a little bit of Marty Jannetty. Oh, yeah. baby. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a flowing mullet, it appears to me. It's a a awesome. flowing – it's mullet. kind of more grown out on John the John Rambo. Might be a little John Rambo mullet. Yeah, he's... When, he's, they, when they brought him back, yeah. he had to go get him out. <laughs> two, not one. <laughs> not first blood. Two, when he went back. Wow, yeah. that's incredible. How excited are you for this defense this year? And especially think about your room, the continuity. You just mentioned the guys that have been here now, second year for some of them, third year with you for others. The guys on the back behind your group. Right. The principal players are back. Seven of your top eight DBs from a year ago well, like, are back. For example, the first time we do certain drills on the defense, uh, drops for cover three or whatever, they all know it. In the first time we did it in camp, after being off for whatever times it is, it was the best we ever did it. 
if that makes sense, because we yeah. have that recollection in the back end, that back seven, we have that collective memory now. So it's like they all know the drill, and now they're competing to try to do it perfect. Like who can break the fastest? Who can get from point A to point B the fastest? And then if somebody ever messes up, they, they all know that it is, and then they tease them, and then we get better. And that's what's really cool yeah. is, is we're able to go, hopefully go. We, we always start at step eight is what you do as coaches because you gotta, you got to refresh and relearn first. Sure. But then when you can get to the next steps quicker and still keep your technique, still keep your fundamentals, get back, set up, break when the quarterback throws the ball, that's what we're going for. So that's already occurred faster. So that's, that's exciting. That's really exciting. And, yeah. and that's what you really like as a coach is you like to see that we're continuing to get better and we're picking up even further than we left off is, is a way to say it. You know what Sione mentioned, and essentially, like you said, like your this staff has never been able to be in front of these guys like this, like without masks, without all of that stuff. He he was he said you can't even wrap your head around the difference between looking through a computer and trying to learn versus being in a room and being near a coach and for a coach to be able to see facial expression, the type of learning that he's doing, even hit veteran is so much more effective than, than what it's been the last couple of years and how difficult it was. It's really remarkable that the whole league put the product on the field that it did in the circumstances we were all under. I agree completely. Yeah. Uh, I will say Sione did a heck of a job learning and because his jump from the first year we were here to last year, Sione was, got better in everything that he yeah. did. So he did a nice job on that. But, yeah, it's a lot more fun to walk in the room and go, hey – Jacob, what'd you look at last night? And he tells you, I read the notes. I did this. I did this. I did this. I go, so you feel pretty prepared today. Okay. And then to be able to make the quick corrections yeah. and it live, because you do, you pick up everything. Because really, you learn with all five senses. You yeah. learn with everything that's going on. Like and you don't get all five senses over Zoom. We tried. You tried. You know, I put funny videos in between things. I jump around quickly, you know, try to make it like movie cutscenes like not too long on the same side yeah. just so that, you know, you're not staring at a Zoom screen or whatever it yeah. is. Too long at one thing. Even though the point may be the most important point, there might be, you know, something jumping out of water chasing somebody next to, mm -hmm. to keep, make sure. And then I go back and hit the point again. Yeah. Just to, those are, you know, you get, we got better at it. Yeah. You know, because that was what we were doing. Sure. So you wanted to be the best you can at anything. So now we got, now we're, we got better at it. If you think about this too, when anytime we talk to somebody who played, the thing that they miss the most is the hang. Oh, it's yeah. hanging out with yeah, the fellas. Yeah. It's the, it's you know we use locker room. Yeah. It's not just the locker room. It's the camaraderie, the camaraderie. of it. It stands for the camaraderie. Yes. And that was something that was taken away a bit. You do the best you can, team build, but that was taken away a bit. And now you got it all back. I would say it's all the way. I'd say it's me walking by you guys coming in here. Right. I mean, That's it's right. it's That's everything. Right. It's yeah. it's being around. This is special. These are we're all special and lucky people that we get to do this. I'm very, very, very fortunate and lucky I get to walk in and talk to you guys. I'm going to go in 30 minutes and to start on the field with the rookies for their second walkthrough. It's <laughs> awesome. It's very privileged, feel honored. And and we, just that feeling, I mean, I mean, I can't even talk right now. I love that feeling yeah, and the guys. It. So yeah. It's beautiful. It, it is great. Beautiful. beautiful thing. All right, before we let you go, because I know you've got to get out there, and we appreciate This is great. You're right. Like, Taki, for example, hadn't been in the studio since 2019. Oh my no, gosh. he was in with us. He was here that first weekend he was drafted. He came in with you and I, and we had, and we, we, had, and then we had a bunch of times, and then not, nothing. Not for two years. So yeah, I didn't see him for two years. Just, it's so nice to get to have this, but I want to tell you guys. So I was just out there. I interviewed some of the rookies. Uh, we're going to play today. Uh, David Bell, Alex Wright, mm -hmm. talked with uh, Isaiah Thomas as well. Great young kids, by the way, all of them. Very impressive young kids. But uh, Alex Wright was wearing this year's bucket hat already. 
We're big Buckethead guys. I've never okay. seen you in the Buckethead. You're a visor. I'm mean, your visor guy, advisor, yes. But this year's bucket is gorgeous, and all the hats are all a camo that is a black, white, gray, brown camo. And the bucket is that way. Your visor is going to be that way because that's that's an old salute to service one. Yeah. It is. I'm nervous. It's the best gear I've ever seen. I'm nervous. Why? Are you, it's unbelievable. I just don't. We're not. We have not had a great relationship with with Listen, that world. That's on brand. That's on brand. <laughs> so I just, you know, I did be awesome. jealous seeing this great stuff walk through, and then we never able to get our hands on it. Yeah, we need the bucket. Yes, yeah, it's, it's good. Bucket hat season will be here before it. we know it. Absolutely. There's a lot of room in here. You know, Brad could make a little present, put it in the corner for you guys. You know. And that's why you're the best. That's why you're the best. <laughs> Thanks that's for right. stopping by, bud. <laughs> All right, good yeah. to see you guys. Good to see you. Let's go. Coming up next in this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, our conversation with Joe Woods from Browns Minicamp. You're listening to a special edition of CBD on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back into this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, and now our conversation with Joe Woods from Browns Minicamp. Coach, to have a nice full offseason, something you haven't had here in your three years in Cleveland, what's that been like for you, your staff, and your players? It's a new experience. Um, we were talking about that earlier. Um, it's nice to have all the guys back at the beginning of offseason. Uh, we can take them through phase one, phase two, really install our system, take them through the drill work, and then everything's finalized here about what you do in mandatory minicamp. So it's been good to have all the guys here. And what has been kind of your evaluation of the progress of this defense over the course of this offseason? I think the progress is good. Um, you know, the way we're doing offseason, we're not doing a lot of banging, just in terms right. of being physical. And I think that's smart, just keeping guys healthy. But I think it's been good in terms of learning our base defense. And that's what I talked to the guys actually about uh, today, is just learning our defensive concepts. So as long as we learn our concepts, then when we get to training camp, we can make the little tweaks that we need to it. All right, this has been pretty much a passing camp. We've heard the offensive side talk yeah. about that. But listen, it's a passing league, so that means great work for your defense. And I'll be honest, there's a lot of iron sharpening iron out there. Your back seven, I think, has been phenomenal this offseason. What have you seen when you put on the tape and look at those guys? I agree with everything you said. Um, for me, being a DV guy, um, just the opportunity to go out there and match up against some really good receivers. Denzel's uh, had great work against Amari Cooper. You know, Schwartz, this with the speed, Denzel's matched up against him. But all across the board, whether it's a receiver, tight end, it's just premium matchups every day. So it's been really good for us. All right, let's start with the linebackers because one guy that I can't take my eyes off of is Jacob Phillips. And I know JOK has been great. Anthony Walker has been great as well. But it feels like Jacob Phillips is on a path to really ascend this year. If he can stay healthy, he's got the ability, he needs to have the availability. What have you seen from him? And is he somebody that you do have big plans for? Yeah, I definitely have big plans for Jacob. Um, he's a guy, since we first got him here, you could see that he had the right mindset that we're looking for as a, at linebacker. Um, he's a leader in the huddle. You know, he's not afraid to uh, tell the veteran guys to listen up. And you can see him taking control out here. And he's a guy that runs sideline to sideline. He has a size and length. You know, he's made some plays just based on that when we're in zone coverage. But I look forward to him having a great year. And next to him has been Jay. Okay, How's he kind of progressed here in year number two? He's doing well. I think when you come back your second year as a rookie, you're more familiar with the system. So some of the things that we ask him to do, yeah. he is more familiar with. I think the execution is much better. And for me, it's a, it's a positive because now I can put a little bit more in his plate. 
All right, so we talked a little bit about those guys. Awok, a veteran. We know Tak, they played very well for you. Let's go to the outside in the cornerback room because this is one of the strengths of this football team, without question. You know, talked about Denzel. We know who he is. He just got paid and, and deservedly so. But Greg Newsom's a guy. Every time I'm out here, I say to myself, this guy's a chance. I think one of the best corners in the league, period. Inside, outside versatility. And just seems to be in command out there. You talked about Jacob talking to guys. Right. Greg's always talking to guys. Hey, you got to do this, do this. And he's, he, he's looked pretty darn good. Yeah, in this league, you have to have corners to play. When you can go match up against, you know, elite receivers in this league and, and play single high defense, it's an advantage. And, you know, you mentioned Denzel. We all know what Denzel's capable of doing. We saw it last season. And then you saw Greg in his rookie season. He has some premium matchups against some of the better receivers in this league, yeah. and he played really well. Uh, he also has a versatility to move inside. So this helps us with the creativity with our package. And then what Greedy did uh, last year when guys went down, and uh, now we have the young guys, Martin Emerson, A.J. Green stepped in and played. But, you know, from the corner position, we, we're, we're loaded. We have a bunch of good players, and uh, that's going to help us this year play defense. That gives you a lot of flexibility. Use three of them, use four of them if you want, whatever you want to do to, to confuse the, the coverage. And also, because you can run with anybody out there, and you go back to Phillips and J.O.K., there's just so much length and speed. You mentioned Greed, though. I've noticed no shoulder harness this year. He seems to be more comfortable out there with his body and has had a very nice camp. Yeah, Greedy's definitely uh, healthier this year. I mean, he fought through it last year and did a great job. But now you can tell he's in good spirits. Uh, technically, he's made some improvements that we talked to him about. Um, but it, it really helps us to have him. Because I always believe that defensively, you want to create the matchups. You want to kind of dictate how the game is being played. And having a guy like Greedy enables us to do that. And then he mentioned MJ Emerson. What do you seen from the Rook so far? He is big. Yeah, he is. He is big. He has extreme length. And he's already changed his body. Uh, we, his body. We just talked about some of the nutrition. We talked about some of the weight gains, uh, you know, Sean holds with the strength and conditioning yep. staff. And uh, MJ is the guy that has the big, has had the biggest change so far, just in terms of more lean uh, muscle mass and lowering his body fat. So he's a guy, you know, you look up in a year or two, he might be, you know, 6'2", 200-pound corner. Yeah, he's a big guy, and I've seen already some versatility. He's an outside guy in college, but inside, and hey, maybe this guy can cover some tight ends for you down the road. Let's talk about the back, back end, your safety room. Top three guys all back in, Rich as well, but it really feels like Grant Delpit. They say the big leaps from year one to year two. This really is his second season. I know it's his third year in the league, but his second season playing. He's been phenomenal getting his hands on the ball. John's getting closer to the line of scrimmage where he likes it, getting his hands on the ball. Ronnie's back. How's that back end doing for you? Just a lot of a lot of versatility, yep. a lot of different packages we can run, um, a lot of different matchups that we can create, and uh, you know you talked about Grant. Um, I think Grant, you know, coming off that injury, it's kind of one of those deals where you're trying to feel like, am I really healthy? Yeah. So I think early on in the season he was kind of just testing himself just to see where he was at, and then once he got comfortable, you could see his playmaking ability show up. And so far this off season, you can see he's more confident. He's trying to take control and be a leader out there. So I think he has a chance to have a really big season for us. Yeah, and as we mentioned, John and Ronnie yeah. back as well. So you've got, what's it like as a defensive coordinator and a guy, as you mentioned, a DB oriented? You're basically bringing back, you know, four of your top five corners from a year ago. You add an MJ Emerson to that group, and you're bringing back, you know, your four safeties from a year ago. Right. It's good because it gives you flexibility in the defense and the packages you can put on the field. The thing I have to be careful of is not doing too much because you want you want to do different things defensively, but you don't want to do so much that it slows them down. So it'll, we'll be a little bit more creative this year with what we do defensively, but at the same time, we're not going to try to do too much.
All right, let's go up to the front of this defense real quickly. Your ends are back. I know you're very happy to get your Devian Clowney back along with Miles Garrett. Some changes in the middle of the defense, but some of the guys are the same. They're just progressing now. How do you see kind of this defensive front? And really, it's hard to tell in these kind of camps. We'll see that more in training camps again this season. But it's probably nice out there today to see your full 11 guys out there for the first time this offseason. It was definitely good to see everybody out there. Um, but outside of the defensive end position, obviously with Miles and JD out there, uh, that just gives you comfort. Because yep. those two guys worked well together last year. And with the guys we brought in, we brought in some free agents that have, had, that have some NFL experience that played also with some of the young guys we drafted. So it's a good mixture there. It'll play itself out through training camp and uh, preseason. And then inside uh, with Jordan Elliott, he's doing a good job right now. Tommy Togia is doing a good job. And then with the addition of Taven Bryan, um, he was a guy I remember we looked at uh, years ago when I was at Denver, and we were really okay. high on him there. Uh, but he fits our scheme. And then you have Perry on Winfrey, uh, Sheldon Day. I mean, we have a nice combination of different type of players, but guys that really fit what we're looking for in our system. How are those two youngs are doing? Alex Wright at defensive end and then Perry on, who is quite a personality on the inside. Yeah, Alex is learning. You know, I think Cleveland Browns is a little bit different than UAB for yep. him. So I think it's a learning experience. Um, but athletically, he's gifted. He has a size, length, um, the movement skills that we covet. You know, and then Perry on the inside, you know, you, as you guys know, he brings the energy. Yeah. He's a very passionate guy, uh, very long, very powerful. So, again, both of those guys fit what we're looking for in a defensive lineman, and they'll improve as, as we get into training camp and preseason. I felt like over the last 10 games of the year, you guys were as good as any defense in the NFL, especially against the pass. And that's what this league has become. As you mentioned, you have flexibility now to do a lot of things and probably some things people haven't seen yet. When you kind of conceptualize what you want this defense to be and where offenses are going and what they're trying to do, what's kind of that mindset for this season? Yeah, well, my philosophy has always been is, is try to make the quarterback beat you on Sunday, not the coordinator during the week. So you want to have enough defense where you can give them a little change up every week mm -hmm. so they're trying to figure it out um so you know coming back after the success we had last year with the system we put in it's just we're going to continue to grow in that system um, have the flexibility to try to create those looks create those matchups just to you know try to confuse the offense a little bit as a defensive guy how happy are you kind of you're gonna get your break but then to come back training camp where you can actually get the pads on and we can start to see what this defense really is going to look like yeah we'll be excited for that for sure um you know now it's just kind of teaching the guys the technique, teaching them the scheme. Um, and you're heading into summer break, so you don't feel that pressure. But once you come back for training camp, then it's real. Because everything you're doing is leading up to the regular season. So it'll be good to see where we're at physically. We put the pads on and we get into some you know, run drills and, and yeah. really compete against the offense. You've been around some great defenses. Just from a potential standpoint, that potential doesn't necessarily mean anything. But does this one have a chance to be special in your mind? I do. I just think when you have talented players, as long as we can come together um, as a defense, you know, and play as, you know, one, one of 11, everybody just does their job, then I think we can have the results that we're looking for and be one of the better defenses in the league. Well, we're looking forward to seeing it. Glad you're running the show on that side of the ball. Coach, thanks for the time. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Coming up next in the second hour of our special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, our conversation with Mike Prefer for a state of the special teams. That's up next. You're listening to CBD on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste and Recycling is family owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. And now a conversation with special teams coordinator Mike Prefer. Very happy now to be joined by a great friend of the program and the Browns special teams coordinator, 
Mike Prefer and Coach, first of all, great to see you. How nice is it to be in the midst of these OTAs and getting to put some real work in here at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus? Um, well, I tell people all the time, the best part of my job is when the players are in town. So, you know, I love the uh, preparation for free agency. I love the preparation for the draft. I love to watch tape and get better and watch what other teams are doing to improve uh, what I do as a coach. Uh, when the players are here, that's when my uh, blood's flowing and I'm fired up. And so it's really great to have the guys in town. Clearly, you got a lot of attention this offseason. We've got a couple of new punters here. Obviously, Corey's in town. Cade York now at kicker. Jakeem Grant at returner. So when you go back prior to all of these acquisitions, what was kind of the message you conveyed to Andrew Barry that got us to this point where you're loaded up now? Well, I think Andrew and Kevin and I talk about personnel all the time. And, um, you know, we felt like uh, going into last year that we had some piece of the puzzle. And, the guys are not played hard. You know, I'm, I'm not a big stack guy, as you know. I think the guys played hard. I think we, you know, as a return game, we never turned the ball over, which was the, you know, that's our number one job. And we were very aggressive in both kickoff return and punt return. And, and we got some yards. The average wasn't great. So we knew we needed to improve there. I think the team brings us that, that missing piece of that puzzle. Um, you know, kickoff-wise, we talked about we were the best team in the league last year, and we still have to attain, try to attain that goal. And that's a very hard goal team because we've lost some good core guys, and, and, but we've replaced some, some good young players, and I'm excited about those guys. And then, of course, field goal-wise, we started out well last year and then faded down the stretch, and we felt the need that uh, we had lost the, the best college kicker, and, and we, we did. We had a guy in the fourth round, which I thought was great, the best player by Andrew and, and Kevin, and uh, so to me, the sky's the limit. I got my work cut out for me in terms of who we play in our division because we got the best division of football when it comes to special teams, so every week's going to be difficult for us. Uh, you mentioned Cade York, and you and I sat down uh, last week for a Browns breakdown, which is going to come out on the Browns YouTube channel, the Browns mobile app as well. So be on the lookout for that as we watch some college tape and then also some tape of Cade kicking at First Energy Stadium. Early impressions of him so far. Uh, exactly what we expected. Uh, he's going to be, he's young. You know, he's just 21 years old. He just turned 21. Um, he will have some growing pains. Uh, but I think overall the talent is there, the leg strength is there, the attitude, the mentality is there. Uh, he just has needs, needs to learn to be a more consistent performer, and that's how we're that's what we're striving for each and every time he goes out there and kicks. And even, every time we watch tape, every time he goes out there and kicks, every time even today he was just working on some some uh, finer uh, uh, technique points. He's going to go down to the stadium with the guys tomorrow and, and kick again in our stadium. So we had a guy named Andy Lee, a punter here, who is a, a very successful Pro Bowler type guy. The ball sounded different when he hit it. And just being out here the last week, I think it was, when Kay did some kicking here, the ball sounds different. You hear all your admirers out there, the special teams players, currying favor, smart, great way to make the roster, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the ball sounds different coming off of his foot from what I'm used to here, at least in my decade with the Browns. Just really drives it, it feels like. Yeah, both Corey and Joe really hit the ball well yesterday, uh, punting-wise. Uh, last week, they did the same thing. They've had a, each had a session at the uh, stadium as well. Um, you know, they're both extremely talented, both raw, I think, as holders and as punters. Um, they're very smart. They want to do well. They want to improve. And I think some of the things we're working on with them and letting them figure it out. Like I've told you before, uh, Nate, that, you know, we're not going to, I'm not going to sit here and say you have to do this, have to do that. I'm going to suggest and recommend certain things that they have to work on with their technique. Both of them is, have uh, really a, a, uh, said, you know, this is something I want to get better at, and they've really improved. And I'm excited about their improvement. I'm excited about their talent. It's going to be a great competition this summer. 
Yeah, and is that something you'll, you like to see that kind of a competition, right? Uh, is it possible to separate themselves at this point, or is that something that has to take time over the course of an entire summer? I think the entire summer, but I think you can separate yourself a little bit, you know, by the end of the by the end of the spring, uh, and they will have enough opportunities to do so. Right now, I think they're neck and neck. They're both really they both really improved as holders too. I don't think they're very good coming here um, uh, and in their time in the NFL, but I think they've improved immensely, and they're working hard on it. Because to me, if if the punting's the same, we're going to go with the best holder. And obviously the best punter is what you want. And then I think they're close enough holding-wise that the best punter will be the good holder as well. So I'm excited about both of them and their improvement and where we're going from here. All right, we talked about Cade as well and his ability to hit the ball. It kind of has that pop that reminds me of the way Andy Lee did it, the way he just drove it. I mean, it was last week we were out here when he had those makeshift uprights out there yeah. and he started to put them down. It's nice. I bet you're happy to see some real uprights up here no, no as doubt. we got this new turf in. But I felt like he absolutely can just punish the ball. Yeah, he did a good job last week, and I and I scripted for success. Obviously, we didn't go back past 44, and the wind was a little bit with him. And but I wanted him the first time in front of the team. I wanted him to feel good about himself. I wanted the team to feel good about him. And you can see that last one, uh, Coach Stefanski tried to get everybody hooting and hollering, tried a little put a little pressure on him, and he nailed it. A 44 yarder right down the middle. So um, I'm hoping that's uh, some you know uh, what we're going to see you know as the season goes on. So on that day, I was actually back there with uh, Brad Mellon, equipment manager of the year, no big deal. And I was back there trying to catch some of these field goals. And the first one he hit, I was like, okay, yeah, I got this. It comes down with a ton of force. And you're right, it was downwind right there. So then I finally, after missing one, then I got one. I was like, I'm out, like a stanza on a high note because I was shocked at just how much force is coming with those kicks. Yeah, he's very powerful, and he's big and strong. And he's like I say, he's 21. He's only going to get stronger. And our, our strength and conditioning staff does a phenomenal job. Uh, Monty Gibson does a great job with our specialists, and, and uh, Cade will only get stronger. And I tell these guys, look, you're not bodybuilders. You're not here to be you know, strength and conditioning athletes. You're here to get better as, as a punter, as a kicker, uh, as, a, as a holder, uh, snapper, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, he will continue to get stronger and he'll be even better as long as his technique you know, stays the same or continues to improve as well. Uh, the sky's the limit for this young man, so I'm excited about him. We've talked a little bit, and you'll get the full exact breakdown on Brown's breakdowns, but 90 seconds roughly from the time the ball snapped to the time that you want it kicked. You have a reliable veteran on the snapping part of the operation in Charlie Hewlett, a guy who's one of the longest-tenured Browns now with this football team. What's it like to have that part of it where you just say, okay, look, I really don't have to worry about it. I know what Charlie's going to give me. First of all, Charlie's a top-five snapper in the league. Secondly, he's a great leader, and he leads by example. And then thirdly, he does such a great job with the young players. I mean, he's like a big brother to these guys. And, you know, he he's so humble, too. So he wants to do well. He wants to do the right thing. He wants to do right by the kicker and the punters. And um, so everything he does is geared toward helping them do their job at a higher level. And he just continues to do well as a, sna a short snapper, long snapper, and in protection and in coverage. You know, he'll do a good job covering over the ball if we need him to. Hopefully he doesn't have too many tackles because that means that that second wave is making the tackle. But on punts, you know, obviously you want the first or second guy down there making the plays. But it's really great to have Charlie. All right, we talked at the beginning about Jakeem Grant. What has he shown you in the limited time here? Because what he's shown me is he is fast, and his ability to change direction without slowing down seems to be uh, rather unique. His COD is unique. His uh, quickness and ability to make the first man miss is unique. His speed, his acceleration is unbelievable. I, and I knew it was good, and then I, for the first time I saw it in practice, I'm like, oh, boy, we got something here. So I'm very excited about Jakeem. He's a good kid. He's a pro. He's only trying to get better. Uh, I think he told you in his first interview he's, he was walking around the facility with That's the ball right. in his left arm, so I'm really trying to break his habit of always carrying the ball in his right arm. And he's been very receptive to all the coaching points, and he's helped me. He'll help me be a better coach in terms of how we coach our guys and the schemes we use and that will benefit our team, will benefit him to help make him successful. Does he have the full green light so there might be another 97-yard return in his future? 
Uh, that's up to the head coach, but that's something we'll talk about. If we know he's going to have a big play, why not, right? <laughs> exactly. And you've worked with some great returners. So for you as a coach, when they take it to the house, and Jakeem's done it four straight years, what does that mean to you? And what, what kind of goes through? Is there a brief celebration that I should be on the lookout for? Never. All I look for is see their flags. And then everybody's hooting and hollering, and I'm trying to get the field goal team out there for the PAT, and I'm thinking about what we're going to do on the ensuing kickoff. Because what happens is some of the guys, a lot of guys that are on the punt return unit are also on the kickoff unit. So now how aggressive are we going to be on kickoff, right? So we get the touchdown on the return game. We kick the PAT. There might be a TV timeout. Guys are gassed. Guys are excited. Do we kick the touchback? Do we go after them? Are we aggressive? That's stuff that I think about. And then I'll celebrate on Monday, maybe Sunday night with a beer, but on, mainly on Monday. Well, maybe after the kickoff, you can take a second right there, at least come over to the guys, give them a little love, because you're a fiery guy on the sideline. I've seen you pace, and I know that negative reactions can happen very very quickly for you. So I'd like to say that you enjoy the positive, but we keep it even keel, and so you're always focused on the next task at hand. My daughters, uh, Samantha and Katie, want me to do the gritty when we score, but I don't think I'll be able to do that. <laughs> I certainly would love to see that. All right, you mentioned you lost some core guys. Has anybody kind of caught your eye from these young guys here uh, to kind of become those special teams? That's a great way, as we talked about earlier, in jest, but it is true, to make this football team if you're going to be the sixth receiver if you're going to be the fourth tight end if you're going to be the fifth or sixth linebacker or the sixth corner you've got to play special teams and you've got to be good absolutely Richard LeCount has a clean slate did not have a great rookie year I was talking to him earlier today uh, he's improved immensely his attitude's much better he'll he'll have to take a big stride for us um, uh, MJ Emerson the rookie uh, out of Mississippi State he's done a great job he's really smart he's big uh, uh, Herb Miller is going to be with us the whole year now. He's going to have a whole offseason to continue to improve his techniques. Uh, Tony Fields will have to take another step in the right direction. We've got some defensive ends, you know, really any any position, tight end, defensive end, running back. You know, uh, Dearness Johnson still doing a great oh, job. Yeah. Um, you know, what is it, uh, Ford? Jerome Ford will have to take a big step because he's a good football player who's never played special teams. So that's the thing. These guys are all superstars at their schools. They get drafted or undrafted, even undrafted free agents. I tell them, I don't care if you're drafted or not. You have a chance to make our team if you play teams at a high level. So that's what we're looking for. And the guys have had great attitudes, and I'm excited about, you know, continuing to work with them. And the more time I have with them, the more periods that we have, the more experience they get, the better they're going to get. All right, we'll end on this. Got to be a cool week for you. Not only OTAs going on, but the LCS, the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul, was docked right outside of First Energy Stadium, and I know you got to take a tour. I got to see it. I was blown away. Awesome stuff, and as a Navy man, I'm sure it was great for you to be back on the boat. It was cool. And last time I was on a ship, I was probably wearing a flight suit back on the USS America a long time ago. And sure, she's been decommissioned for many years, and she's at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. She They scuttled her many years ago. But, um, yeah, it kind of brought me back in time a little bit, you know, ducking underneath the uh, passageways. I'm not as tall as you, obviously, but it was fun. It was fun to take my wife, Debbie, and, and my daughter, Katie, was on there. She did a story for Spectrum News and, and did a great job talking about the pride that the city of Cleveland will have when the USS Cleveland is commissioned here in a couple years. So it was a uh, brought me back a little bit. And you can fly a helicopter on the back of that ship, too, which that's what I really want to do, but they wouldn't let me. Yeah, you can get two of them on there. You can store one and fly one and leave it out on the back. Incredible. Put one in the hangar bay and put one on the back, yep, on the stern. Yep, so that would have been fun, but maybe someday. Coach, thank you so much for the time. Looking forward to uh, seeing this season and seeing the special teams flourish under your tutelage. Drew, great job, buddy. Coming up next in this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, we check in with offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt. You're listening to CBD on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Elk and Elk Serious Lawyers for Serious Injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. As we continue on this special edition of CBD, here's Z's conversation with Alex Van Pelt from the BPA. This from June 3rd. 
Here with Brown's offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt, and coach, two weeks of the OTAs now in the books. How's this offense coming along? Still growing. That's the good news. You know, we've had good days. We've had some rough days. Um, you know, for the quarterback room, it's all new stuff. Um, the, the, the most encouraging part is we don't make the same mistakes twice. So now this is the second time we've gone through these installations. We should be getting better than it shows today. You talked about it in your press conference. This is a passing camp. You want to get maybe 350 reps on defense. Well, guess what? We have a pretty good back seven. So are you getting a lot of good looks and a lot of good work against good competition? Oh, there's no question. That, that back end for those guys, I mean, they're, they're talented. They're really four deep at corner even more. The safety play is exceptional. Um, their disguise has, has been really good so far in these OTAs, and it's a challenge for the quarterback room. All right, let's talk about Deshaun. What have you seen from here, here in these first two weeks OTAs? Uh, very impressive. I mean, his skill set's uh, phenomenal. I mean, he can make every throw on the field from all different body positions. It's fun to watch. His accuracy stands out. Um, you know, the, the arm strength is another uh, characteristic that you're like, wow. You know, he, he, can, he can put it in the windows that close quickly, so that's really good. So just getting him um, to catch up and learn as quickly as he can. But um, when, he, when he sees it and he fires it, it's, it's pretty. And it feels like it's quick. Once he makes the decision to throw it, it's not a lot of body motion. It feels like it comes out very quick. It comes out quick with a great velocity. So those windows, they, they have a hard time closing on his balls. You talked about he reminded you in some ways of Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. In what ways were those? Uh, his mobility, I think, his ability to, to make plays outside the pocket and throw off platform. Um, you know, quarterbacks should be able to make plays when, when everything's perfect at this level. Uh, it's when things break down that we have to be great. And I think there's a lot of characteristics of Aaron and, and Deshaun's game when things break down. One thing I've noticed, I've talked to some other people out here, it feels like the middle of the field is back, that we're throwing the ball to the middle of the field, attacking it much more than perhaps we have in the past. What does that do for the offense? Well, you know, you got to defend the whole field at that point. So you're not just working outside the numbers. you got to defend the whole field. That makes us a better offense. What's kind of the evolution you want to see, given the skill set? You mentioned the mobility that he brings to the table. How does that evolve this offense? Uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to extend plays. You know, that's one of the areas we've talked about as a group is we're going to be out of the pocket more than we ever have. So our scramble opportunities, when we get out there, we have to make them explosive gains. So we've worked really hard um, with the whole group of what happens when we do extend plays. Jacoby Brissett's a guy who's quarterbacked a lot in this league. He started for multiple teams. When you have a backup like that, and you guys had a great one with Case Keenum as well. What does that do for the offense, and how has he looked so far? He's looked really good. He has a great understanding of one protections, scheme, um, everything we're implementing. You can see it. Uh, he's definitely banked a lot of reps, uh, has a ton of starts in the NFL, and there's not a lot that surprises him. So to have a security blanket like that uh, that's played a lot of football is good. You've been around a lot of great receivers, and Amari Cooper is the latest in that long line for you. What do you think about his route running, what he's shown so far? A tremendous route runner. He's a savvy guy. The thing that stands out most is his strength, his play strength. You know, he's a big guy that's explosive. Um, when you stand across from him and watch him come off the ball, uh, it's scary. So uh, it's good to get him in the mix now, and uh, you know, as Deshaun gets to know him more, there'll be a lot of production there. You have a couple guys that I think you're wanting to take leaps. Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's been very good each of the last two seasons, now in year three, and then Anthony Schwartz. We'll start with DPJ. How's he kind of fitting in and doing so far? Yeah, DPJ is always a pro. He does a great job. You know, he plays a lot of different spots for us. Uh, always consistent. You know, that's the big thing. He's, got, he's, he's played really well in this camp, um, had some big catches for us. Uh, really excited where he is. Um, and then with Schwartzy, uh, here's a guy that's really starting to gain some confidence now. You can see it in his play on the field. He understands where he needs to be, catching the ball very well right now for us. So the arrow's up on both those guys. 
It feels like with Schwartz, too, like even from before you guys got into the OTAs when you were doing just offense on air to where he is now, there actually has been significant progress, which I'm sure you're excited because he is the vertical guy in this offense. Right, no question. You think about these guys. A lot of these guys have not had this opportunity to go through a full OTA with the team setting, uh, you know, for like the, the Bradleys and the, and the Schwartzes and Nick Harris's, those guys, these reps are invaluable for them. When you talk about David Bell, you guys are all excited. We know Coach was excited. That's as excited I've seen Kevin's fans to get about a player. How's he looked out here? And it feels like it's certainly this week, the last couple of days, he's made some big plays, especially in the red zone. He has, and it's all these rookies. You know, their heads are swimming right now. You're putting new plays in every single day. Uh, you can see a little bit in his game when he's not quite sure, um, you know, his route running ability. Sure. You know, But when he knows it, it's impressive. You know, he had a nice separation on a crossing route in practice. He's done some good things. So as he gains more confidence in himself in this system, we expect more production from him too. We've called it a passing camp. Mm -hmm. This is an offense that runs the ball quite a bit. We use some 12, some 13 personnel. We've seen some of that. We'll probably sure. be a little more 11 this year. But how do you kind of work on that at this time, or is that something that comes later on? That's we get off to the side. You know, we're not banging heads out here sure. with the defense, so we do it more of walkthrough settings versus our offensive offensive guys giving us a look on the other side. So um, I think we have four runs in a 10-play period. It's, it's not a lot. Yeah. Uh, that'll come at training camp. This offensive line, the depth seems to be very good. And getting a guy like Chris Hubbard back, and I know Conklin's on his way back. Uh, and we haven't had Joel here yet, but we've had guys. Blake Hans fills in, looks very, very good. What do you think about this line and how Nick Harris is adjusting to being that guy at center? No, I love our offensive line. Always have. They work hard, and it shows up for sure. Nick uh, is ready to step in. You know, he played well when he stepped in last year. We expect him to. To, to plug that hole from, from J.C. leaving uh, flawlessly. Uh, Jack getting Jack back, Hub back. I mean, that's a line that's played a lot of football together. Uh, and you can talk about Blake. He's played up and down the line in every position, so we feel really good about our depth. I will talk tight ends now and the Chief, the big news signs. He's been back the last two days. He's in great condition. He always is. How can he grow in this offense now that he's the man? Right. Now, his big thing is just going to get more opportunities to make yeah. plays. That's the big thing for him. Uh, his targets will definitely go up for us, and we expect him to, to, to show up, which he will. He has already, so it's looked good. And we talked about using the middle of the field more, and that's oftentimes where the tight ends live and his ability to stretch the seam. And you go and you put on the tape of Deshaun, you see beautiful seam balls right. with tight ends that don't have the skills that the Chief does. So this could be a great marriage for him, the offense, the quarterback, and, and now the opportunity. Yeah, there's no question. You know, David's worked hard to get into this position where he's at, and we're happy that, uh, that we got him signed and he's back. How's Harrison Bryant doing now entering year three? Really good. He's a guy that understands our system. You know, there's nothing uh, – that he misses out there. You know, he's a he's like a coach on the field and you know, he's another guy with, with hoop leaving, his targets will go up, his production will go up this year. So we got guys, this is an offense, like we said, three tight ends off. And Miller Forstall looks like he's been that third guy so far, and it has looked pretty good. And then you've got some projects, mm -hmm. some some clay coming out of Texas Tech there that's pretty impressive and actually catches the ball, I think, pretty naturally. What do you kind of make of the rest of that tight end room, and has anybody caught your eye? It's really a group of guys battling for spots. You know, if you get, if you get down past Harrison, yeah, you know, and David uh, Miller was here last year, sure. you know, but it's, it's definitely guys battling for the spot. They've all looked good and at times, you know, it's just going to be good competition moving into camp. The running back room, as we've talked about, not a ton of running here, some passing, but they all look good catching the ball. Kareem's had some nice catches, and I think Jerome Ford has looked real natural for a rookie. He has. You know, he's a guy that's, that's worked hard. Stump's doing a great job with him working on the side, but he's a guy that has a really good running uh, ability as well to catch the ball out of the backfield, so it'd be exciting to see him on third down. And we've seen Dimitrik move back to the receivers. Is that just because we haven't had some guys available, or is that something that we're, we're going to see as this offseason? Uh, a little bit of both. He's a, he's a utility knife for us. You know, One day you'll see him in the running back room, and if we're short at wide receiver, he goes out and plays wide receiver. But he's a guy that can do a lot of things for us. 
So as you sit here today, how do you feel about this offense, knowing that you have OTAs? Really, for the first time, we are able to really do this in, in your time here with the Browns. How do you feel about it, even though it is a whole new quarterback room, as you mentioned? Sure, I feel I'm very positive. You know, I, I like our group a lot. Um, adding Deshaun into the mix is, is, you know, an elite quarterback to come in and be your starter is excellent. Our running game has been as strong as anybody's in the league the last few years. So it's exciting times. So you got coming up, we've got the mandatory mini camp, then the break and training camp. What are you looking forward to about the mandatory mini camp and then getting away, I'm sure, and kind of recharging yeah. the batteries? Yeah, the mandatory mini camp is just mandatory. You know, yep. we've, we've had a great attendance here. Hopefully we'll get yep. Joel back in into the building next week and, and catch him up on some of the changes we've made. But, uh, you know, looking forward for another two good weeks of work, um, you know, cap it off with a good couple days of work during the mini camp, and then everybody needs to get back, refresh, relax, and then come back ready to go into that marathon of the season. If you could tell the fans one thing that when they come out to training camp, they should expect to see from this offense, what would it be? Hmm. A dynamic, explosive offense. I think with the run game and, the, and our uh, you know, emphasis on the drop back pass game, I think we can put some yards and some numbers up this year. That'll be a lot of fun. Coach, thanks so much for the time and enjoy the process. Will do. Thank you. Coming up next in this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, the wide receiver room put into perspective with Chad O'Shea. You're listening to CBD on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Bo here for my friends at Renew Home Exteriors, where beautifying and protecting your home is their passion. Upgrade the look of your home. Create a high return on investment with new siding for Renew Home Exteriors, ranging in every architectural style and over 50 colors. Reserve $1,500 off and free insulation wrap plus 0% interest for qualified buyers. In addition, Renew Home Exteriors will meet or beat competitors' pricing estimates up to 10% and pay you 100 bucks. Beautify your home with premier siding and roofing products at lower prices with Renew Home Interiors. Visit RenewEstimate.com for more. And now part one of our conversation with Chad O'Shea, this from the BPA as he's breaking down the receiver room. Coach, first of all, great to talk to you again. Yeah, it's great to be here with you guys and talk through some of these uh, players that we have acquired and some of our new players also. Yeah, and it's nice to have them back, right? And now this is kind of your first year with the Browns where – we haven't been in COVID protocols. We can all be around each other. We can socialize with each other. And, and how nice is it to get the guys back here and for phase one and now phase two out on the grass? Yeah, it's been great. We've been out there on the field with these guys in the meeting rooms. Uh, we're looking them in the eye this time around, so it's different. We're not under the same protocols we were or the restrictions the last couple of years, which was, you know, in a, on a Zoom platform. It's just so much different to be in a meeting room with your players to walk out on the field and, and to truly transfer the stuff that you do in the meeting room to the field and start building the program and, and the offense that we want to build here. And isn't it nice to get to see their facial expressions, their reactions to things, and be able to kind of like, you can connect better as people. And I'm sure for you, as you, you know, Coach Spence says, we look at ourselves as not only coaches, but we're developers. And I imagine that's an important part of developing is being able to understand a person and relate to them. Yeah, I mean, to, to be in person with the players is so important. Um, I see myself, view myself as a teacher, teacher first, and, th and that's what I do. I'm up in front of the group, I'm looking these guys in the, in the eye, I can see their nonverbal communication back to me when I'm up there teaching them. Obviously, it's such a benefit to be in person. I mean, I think we dealt with the, the COVID and the challenges that we had in front of us on that as well as we could have, but now it's just so beneficial to have them in person and I think they would say the same thing, you know, that for them to sit in the rooms and to look at us and, and, 
and to be able to get the information that way is got to be beneficial to them as it is us. All right, you mentioned at the top, we're going to talk about some of the new guys. And before we get to the draft and what that process is like, let's start with a trade. And you get Amari Cooper comes in here, a guy who's had a lot of success in this league, former first-round pick, great with the Raiders, great with the Cowboys, and now we certainly hope great with the Browns. What did you like about Amari on tape? And then now that he's been here, what's kind of the experience been like? With yeah, him? on tape, the first thing is he's a tremendous route runner. I mean, he has got a tremendous route tree. Uh, an expansive route tree, one of which you can do a lot with. So as a coach, you're excited to see that on tape. And then once we've had an opportunity now to meet with him and to be in person with him, it's been so impressive with his character traits. He has tremendous work ethic. Um, he just goes about his business in a way in which I think is just very professional. And we're so glad to add him to the room. Um, you know, he's not going to say much, but he shows great leadership by his actions on what he does here so far with us on a daily basis. I mean, it's been awesome. It's very exciting to get an accomplished player that's been proven in the league. I mean, you can acquire players in different ways throughout the year. And obviously one way you can acquire players through a trade. And when you can get a player that there's proof on tape that, uh, he's done it, that's exciting. You mentioned he's quiet. So I got a chance to talk with him. Uh, last week and yeah he is quiet but certainly confident and understands what it is to be a professional I think you touched on that and he said that he's already enjoyed his relationship working with you because you understand you know that there are he was talking about just about a slant route for example you know some coaches say this is exactly how a slant route must be run and you he said that you guys had kind of talked about it and you understood that there are maybe a hundred different ways to get there but as long as you're there and open when you're supposed to be there and the ball gets there that go ahead, what, whatever works for you in that way. And so he said that he already liked that you guys are able to kind of have that back and forth and that he understands, look, I'm going to be where you want me to be when you want me to be there, and I'll figure out the best way to get open within our system. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it's so important that we have ongoing communication between our players, especially somebody of Amari that's been an accomplished player. You know, uh, I think it's very important that we share different ways to do things. Sure. We're not set in stone as a coaching staff on exactly – how we want to do certain things. There's certain things we're, we're not going to compromise on that we think are important, which I think he would share those same thoughts. But there's certain things as far as route running, we never want to paralyze our, our players as route runners and say, we're only going to do it this way. They know very well that their job is to get open, catch the ball, and to compete in the run game. So there's obviously different ways to do that. And I think it's important for all the players to realize they're, they're unique and they're different than everybody else, and they need to use those unique skill sets differently than the next guy who may be sitting next to them. And one of the things you mentioned right off the top with Amari, separation. And I know from talking to you a lot of times, you want to find out if a receiver can play in the NFL, can he separate? And then obviously he's got to catch the ball, but you're not going to get the ball unless you're able to separate. And do you think having a guy who is such a precise and, and elite route runner like that, not only will that help the quarterback, not only will that help the offense, but will it help the other guys in the room understand this is one of the ways you need to do things in order to have success at this level? Yeah, I mean, the, the, best, the best way to affect positively the group in here as another player is what's on tape. And what he's put on tape is the ability to separate, especially as it relates to separation versus tight man coverage. Uh, that's the, one of his greatest strengths is his ability at the line of scrimmage and the top of the routes to separate from that tight coverage. And I think our players will really learn from him. Um, and it's so easy as their coach to just put on the film and to talk through the film of him doing it instead of me 
instructing and saying what we need for, him, for us to turn on the film and say, this is how you're going to be able to separate versus man coverage. And obviously, he has a very uh, exceptional skill set that, that he has naturally, uh, ability-wise. But he also has worked very hard uh, to be the route runner he is. I mean, this isn't something that he just walks in here and is. He has worked exceptionally hard, and that's the thing, working with him on the field that's been so impressive is the way he goes about his work. I know you like guys who go about their work, the words all around this building whenever the players are in here, and Amari certainly embodies that. Let's talk about the draft. And so that just happened. Third round, we get David Bell, who was the Big Ten receiver of the year a year ago, had an unbelievable career there. And then later on, you get Michael Woods out of Oklahoma. But let's just talk about process for a little bit. As the receivers coach, I know you look at a lot of these guys and you're going to develop your favorites, but you go through kind of what's process? Do you, you watch tape and then where does it go? The conversations go from there that lead to a guy that I know you're thrilled about, David Bell. Yeah, I mean, the, the process, I'll say this, starts with Andrew Berry and our personnel department. And they do an outstanding job of kind of setting the stage for us to allowing us to come in the process to evaluate these players, both as people and as players with the amount of information that they provide us. I mean, they, I can't say enough about how important that they are in the process for us as a coaching staff to allow us then to evaluate the player. Obviously then when it comes to us and the evaluation of the player, I think it's very important to look these guys in the eye, whether it is in a Zoom interview or we're fortunate enough to interview some of these guys in person, which at some point in the process, either our scouting department or myself or another coach has sat down with these guys and been, been had an opportunity to talk with them in person. And I think that's an important part of the process. We obviously can look at the film and evaluate the player as a player on the film, that's one thing. But another part of the process that's so important for us is to sit down with them and to talk football, to talk about life, to see what their goals are and see if they're a fit for the Cleveland Browns. And fortunately, I can look back on this year's draft and say we were able to be very thorough about our evaluation. And none of it started without our exceptional job of our scouts and the personnel department led by Andrew. So you mentioned that tape is your resume. Everybody knows that, right? But success for 22-year-olds is a little harder to figure out. It's not just about talents. How are they going to work? How are they going to mature? And 21-year-olds, in the case of David Bell, when you sit down with somebody, what is the one thing that you're hoping to take away that gives you the comfort that, yeah, we can go with this guy, or that is on the, the on opposite side would be, no, this is not a guy who's a fit for us? Yeah, I think that their, their traits and what we're looking for need to be aligned with what Coach Stefanski talks to our team about on a daily basis. So when we talk about being smart, a tough, an accountable, resilient team that always puts the team first, those are things that we're looking for in them because that's what our program right now is trying to be built upon yep. is those things. And certainly I have some things as a receiver coach that are very important to me. And that is, are they passionate about the game? Are they smart enough to function in, in a role in which we envision them doing? And then what is their work ethic? I mean, it's, as you just mentioned, it's all over our building, work, work, work. So for me not to try to identify that in the player is not the right thing. The right thing to do is say, does this guy have the traits that we want and we covet so highly as far as being a Cleveland Browns player? So, I mean, we've been fortunate in this year's draft, as you mentioned, in a guy like David Bell, who really embodies a lot of the things that we just spoke about.
Do you always ask them, are you willing to run block? Because if you're not, you're not playing. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely part of it. But I'll say this. If they can get open and catch the ball first, we can get them to run block. <laughs> you can get that there. Well, David Bell can get open yeah. and catch the ball. You put on his tape last year against the best competition in the Big Ten. He had three 11 catch games, multiple 200-yard-plus games, led the conference in receiving. He just feels like he's a football player, knows how to get open, knows how to use his body, knows great hands. What do you love about him, and, and how do you see him fitting in here? The, the first thing I love about him is he really – scored very high across all of our testing, whether it was a scout talking to him, whether it was myself talking to him, whether it was our tape evaluation from a coaching end, uh, match the personnel end. We all felt very strongly as an organization about this football player. Um, they're the things we really liked about him is when you put on the tape, he's an exceptional route runner that has the ability to separate verse tight coverage. And we believe that to be true that at, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to your ability to separate versus man coverage in this league on the money downs, on third down and in your situational football in the red zone. So we identified as him being able to do that. And he did it at a level that we thought was really impressive. I mean, his best games and some of his most productive days were versus excellent competition. So that told us a lot about him. And then the, the, the biggest thing with us and really what, what swayed the vote is when you get to this guy in person, he's awesome. I mean, he really was exceptional as far as the person and his motivation and his work ethic. And we identified him as being somebody that could really be a fit for all the things Coach talks about on a daily basis. Well, I'm sure you're excited to get him on the grass. And I know Coach, you brought up Coach a bunch of times pretty even keel guy like and maybe behind closed doors you see a different yeah. version than we see but certainly very even keel and our great video department put out the videos of when they called David Bell to let him know yeah. that he was coming and my favorite thing which to me was as big of an endorsement as I've ever seen from coaches David Bell says to him you know I believe thank you for believing in me and yeah. coach goes oh I believe in you yeah and I was like okay all right he's got he's got coach's seal of approval so it must be a special young yeah guy. and I and I think that's true like I said I think we were all on the same page on this guy as far as an organization you know, we all felt strongly about the player. We felt strongly about the person. And, and that's what I think is most encouraging about when you get a player like this is you say, hey, how can he fit with us? And we identify the ways he can fit with us. We have a clear vision of who he can be for us and where he can play. And certainly he's allowed himself to play in a role with us based off of not only his traits, but his physical ability. Yeah, he seems like a guy will be able to step in outside, inside, but I think you know we'll see a lot of them inside for us. Part two of that conversation with Coach O'Shea coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And welcome back into this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. Now part two of the conversation with wide receivers coach Chad O'Shea and one of his best buddies, Nathan Zagura. Let's talk about those two, Amari Cooper, David Bell, joining some guys that have been productive for you in the past, specifically Donovan Peoples-Jones. A lot of turnover in your room, but DPJ has been a constant now entering his third year. Yeah, here's another guy in Donovan Peoples-Jones that is everything we want as far as the person. I mean, he has got tremendous work ethic. He's a great professional. He's a great teammate, and he puts the team first in everything he does. So it starts with that. He's left after the year, and he's gone, and he's really worked very hard to make improvements in all areas of his physical play, which I've seen a difference just in a couple weeks of working with him, seeing him on the field. Been very impressed with the way he's worked, which I didn't expect anything less out of him. 
And certainly the thing about Donovan that's going to be great is he's going to provide a lot of leadership and guidance to a young player like David Bell. I mean, Donovan was a young player when he came in this league, and he learned from some guys that kind of taught him along the way. Maybe it wasn't even at the receiver position, a veteran that grabbed him and said, hey, here's how to study, here's how to go about your business that can be really beneficial to you as a player. And that's what my expectation for Donovan is with, for example, a guy like David Bell. I remember last year when we were talking about Anthony Schwartz in the preseason, you told him, be like Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah. He knew every assignment, he was ready to go. And he's a guy, look, when you average over 11 yards a target for your career in this league, you're a productive receiver. And maybe he's going to earn more chances this year, but so far, catches go up every year, yards go up every year, and he's averaging, you know, almost 19 yards a catch. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you get a guy that produces and, and can gain some yards down the field like Donovan can, I mean, it's, it's real exciting to have him in the room and now – with some other guys that we're considering really good route runners. So you've got the good route runners, you got Donovan Peoples-Jones, and we have Anthony Schwartz. And Anthony Schwartz, third round pick a year ago, can fly, track speed. That's not an exaggeration, it's a fact. That's what he's got. And we saw a taste of that week one against Kansas City. And then things got a little bit tougher, I think, as this season went on. But so young to the position, I mean, he really hasn't been a receiver full-time in his life, really probably before last year, you know, balancing the track and all that, maybe one year at Auburn. How's he kind of gone through his offseason, and what do you want to see from him to be able to take that next step and, and help really take the top off the defense for us? Yeah, I think the, the thing on him is it's a second lap around the track for him. It's his yeah. sophomore season. So our expectations are high for him this year. I mean, we want him, and when we say expectations, it's, you know, can you go about your business as far as your work ethic? Uh, can you bring those traits that you have physically and be productive on the field. And he is working very hard to do that. I mean, he is, he's very intelligent, he's fast, he's young, he's a good person who I think is a team guy. And I think this is a big year for him. You know, he's gone through all the things that you go through in your transition in your first year in the NFL, which is sometimes very challenging. So he's gone through that journey and now he's staring at the second year. And I think he's got a different perspective and one which it could be very beneficial to him if he allows that to be. If there's one thing you would say for the fans, when, whether at minicamp or once we get into training camp, that would kind of say, okay, he's getting it. What would it be? What would you want people to be able to see from Anthony Schwartz? I, I think getting open and catching the ball. You know, I mean, really, we yeah. try to, we try to make job, it right? we try to make it real simple. And, and, you know, I mean, I could put, don't ever want to put a catch total on it. I don't, don't ever want to put... Uh, expectations of certain stats and those things. I mean, for, for him to help us and, and for him to help us contribute in winning, he just needs to get open and catch the ball. And obviously, we like him to, to block in the run game, right? But without those first two, really, you have nothing in a player. So yeah. we, we were really excited about uh, you know, him in his year two. Uh, look forward to working with him again on the field. He's already done some real good things for us in the classroom and transferred that to the field here in the first couple weeks of our off-season program. All right, I got a couple guys who have been here, uh, at least one on the field for us, Jamarcus Bradley, and then Javon Wims, who was with us last year on the practice squad. What do you see from those two guys? And I know you've been a big fan of Jamarcus's. Yeah, big fan of Jamarcus Bradley for kind of all the things we wanted in a player he, he is. You know, he's got just a great... Uh, demeanor about himself he's got good character but as a player here's a guy that's got some strengths he's got great body control he catches the ball well he can play in a multiple position role because he studies so hard and he's got great mental ability uh, to function within those roles so another guy I'm really excited about I mean this is 
you know, a, a, a room right now that I'm coaching that just doesn't have some guys at the top that you're looking at to be competitive, I really see the entire room having a chance to be competitive in different roles and sure. in different ways. Sure. And Wims 6'2", a little bit different size profile than yeah, a lot of guys Wim, in the room. Yeah, Wims is, you know, a, a bigger type body um, that, again, is, is working hard. He's learning our offense. He hasn't been with us very long, so he's kind of learning our system. He's learning, uh, you know, how we do things as a Cleveland Brown football player. And, and I think that he's got, again, he's competitive and, and got a chance to, to help us and have a role. Jakeem Grant, I know he's been brought here to be a returner, but also can do some things. He put on his highlights in Chicago and even in Miami right. with you, and you guys go way back. Uh, he just he just looks so fast. He looks so fast Yeah, the there. first thing when you watch him is he's very explosive. He's got exceptional speed. Um, and, and, you know, he's had a good career as far as that, that returner and then having a role on offense. And he's always had a role on offense, and that's the same type – of role we're looking to, for him to have. It's like, hey, the, the more you can do for us, the more you're gonna be able to help us. So sure. uh, we're talking to him about, hey, learn, let's learn the whole playbook. Let's learn as many positions as you can. Let's see how much you can do for us. I mean, obviously we're, we're very happy that he's here as our returner because we value special teams so much. But at the same time, he can really help us in different ways. And right now he's working really hard to do that in the classroom and on the field. All right, so we round out your room, and I'm sure there are going to be additions, whether it be undrafted free agents or perhaps free agents still being brought in here to flesh this out. But Michael Woods, who we took later in the draft out of Oklahoma, what did you like about him, and, and what's kind of the trait that you're banking on that he can have translate here? Yeah, another guy in the draft process we were very thorough on in our evaluation. Again, our scouting department and Andrew, they did such a great job of identifying him to us. And then once they did that, we really did a lot of film study on him. We went back and, you know, he played at Arkansas, Arkansas previously. Yeah. So we, we really dug down deep into his Arkansas play, looked at him there. We had a chance to visit with him in person. He had an outstanding interview. Uh, we were very impressed walking away with uh, a person that we thought could really fit, you know, again, what we want here as a Cleveland Brown and really excited to have him. You know, he's a guy that's going to be able to make a contested catch. He understands how to run routes. He has played at a high level in a in really outstanding conference. So yeah. we're really excited to, to have him aboard. Is this like the start of the fun time for you? Just getting, finally getting to see the ball in the air, seeing you guys catch the ball a little bit and know that, all right, we're slowly building. These are the baby steps. These are that we're building the foundation right now. But you're a coach. You're a teacher, as you said. To actually get to see them out there and be able to, on the grass, teach and coach and see this start to come this together. This is the best. I mean, this is, I was telling uh, another one of our coaches today, how awesome is it that we're out on the field, working with our players, getting in the classroom, again, looking them in the eye, and then seeing them develop. Because at the end of the day, it's my job to develop the players in my position. And, and I, it's my expectation that the receivers are going to improve. And, you know, to see the growth over time is what's really rewarding as a coach. You know, and, and this is the process that starts at the ground up, that we're building the base, building the foundation, and it's a blast. I mean, I'm really excited to be on the field every day. It beats sitting in the office for sure, you know, and, and I just can't wait to kind of continue in this process leading up to training camp, obviously, later in the summer. So you always talk to them about when they leave here, right, come back better than you left. And you talk about certain guys like Donovan, you know, he went out there, tried to better himself. If they come back and notice what you've been doing here in the offseason, bettering yourself, coming in here all jacked, let's go. 
Well, I, I mean, I think it's to, to, to say that in front of the players, you got to at least go do something physically, right? So, so yeah, looking forward to, again, looking forward to having these guys around. It's fun, sure. you know, and, and can't wait to just continue. I want to see them sit on something with a bar on their shoulders, get up and yeah. box jump like you do on the reg. Coach, it is awesome having you here. We're very lucky to have you part of this organization and to have you steward these guys hopefully into a great season this year. So thank you for the Thank time. you very much. Appreciate it. Well, I hope he gave you a pretty good idea of the type of guys who coach on this team. They are some of the best, most prepared people in all of the National Football League. And the idea that this group can be together now for a third season and a third offseason, and yet a first real offseason altogether, I think you could hear it in their voices, how excited they were to be together, to go through a full offseason, to be able to take the lessons and the building blocks that were learned here over the course of the last couple of months, and then to start to apply them at the end of July through August as we start to prepare for what should be a very magical 2022 season here with the Cleveland Browns. We hope you enjoy this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. The next level is coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN, 850 WKNR.